Please join me for the prayer of illumination found in your bulletin. As your Holy Spirit spoke to the prophets of old, speak to us now through your word, that by listening to your voice, we too will make way for joy come into the world. A lesson from the New Testament, the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O oh Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'd like to have a special moment with the children. So if you're here in the sanctuary and want to join me up front, we have to go all the way around to this side because it's communion and we close the rail there. And if you're worshiping from home, just get a little closer to your screens and we'll have a couple of minutes together. Come on up. So exciting. I hope as you walk up, you'll notice all the different things up front. We've, we've got blue pyramids now and blue stoles, which is what we wear during Advent. We've got our Advent wreath and all the greenery around the sanctuary getting ready for celebrating the birth of Jesus. Come on up. Oh my goodness, what a big group we have today. I'm so glad to see all of you. Welcome. Oh, that's a cool thing. All right. Well, you may be able to see I have this box, and there's something really special I want to show you in the box. But before we open it, we have to wait, okay? So we're going to sit still together and wait for 20 seconds, okay? Let's just wait. Ten. 
all did a great job waiting. Waiting is hard, isn't it? It's hard to sit still. It's hard to wait. You have a book about waiting. Well, that's good because waiting is hard for us. It's hard for me. But now our time is up, so let me open this up and show you what's in my box. This is one of my favorite ornaments that we put on our tree. A pickle ornament. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is, this is a manger. And you know where I bought it in... Bethlehem. You know where Bethlehem is? It's where Jesus was born. Yeah. So this is a very simple wooden ornament that's all about Jesus being born. And in the season of Advent, that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Waiting to celebrate how God came into the world to show us how much God loves us through Jesus. But we have four weeks to wait. So we wait together, we wait and we pray, and we look forward to the birth of Jesus. So let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you so much for the birth of Jesus. He came to show us how much you love us. In this season that we call Advent, we wait for just a few weeks to celebrate. And while we wait, we pray and we learn together, and we remember how much we need your love. So be with us as we wait. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, three, four, and five-year-olds can go to Children's Church with Molly. You may know that our theme for Advent this year is the road to joy. And if that doesn't bring us joy, something's wrong with us. <laughs> what a beautiful gathering and joyful spirits that bring us all joy. As I was doing some of my research and prayer and study for the sermon this morning, I came across a story that was told by Reverend Christopher Davis. He's the pastor of St. Paul's Baptist Church in Memphis, so not too far down the road. And he told the story about taking his young son shopping to a big toy store. I think it was Toys R Us, which tells you if the story's a little bit dated, but they went to Toys R Us, and what happened to them is something that may have happened to you. I know it happened to me as a child. They got separated. Dad was looking at some things in the aisle and paying attention to the prices and all that and suddenly looked around and his son was nowhere to be seen. So he panicked. He ran to the front of the store, got a security guard, and the security guard said, well, we have cameras so we can, we can look for him up and down the aisles in the store. And sure enough, they spotted him sitting on the floor of a toy aisle with tears streaming down his face. And in that moment, his father saw him but he didn't know he was being seen. And so the father was able to get on the intercom and say, here I am, don't be afraid, just stay still and wait, I'm coming for you. Have you ever felt like that little boy? Have you ever been in a moment where you felt lost? 
where you felt like God didn't see you, God was nowhere to be found, that you'd been abandoned and left behind. Have you ever felt like that in your relationship with God? Well, the people of Israel were feeling that way in the 64th chapter of Isaiah. At this moment in Israel's history, most scholars believe, Israel had been through a really painful time. The Babylonian army had come in and destroyed the city of Jerusalem, torn down the temple. It may be at this point in the book of Isaiah that some of the people who were exiled are beginning to return, but they're returning to a city in rubble. And the people were feeling like God had abandoned them. You could hear it in the words that Brant read. You have turned your face from us. You were angry with us. You have abandoned us. And the passage opens with this gut-wrenching cry, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Have you felt that way? Oh, God, that you would just tear open the heavens and come down and fix this pain in my life or fix this war in our world, or fix the climate, or fix whatever it is that is breaking our hearts. I think we know how it feels to be that little boy on the toy aisle, or to be Israel in a moment of misery and loss. And if we can identify with those feelings, then we we need to lean in and hear the prophet this morning. The prophet Isaiah speaks on behalf of the people and he speaks to the people, reminding them of who they are and whose they are. The first thing he does is lament for them. He puts into words all that they are feeling. And I think it's so important for us to realize and recognize that there's a place for lament in our life together, in our life with God whether it's through the Psalms or through so many of the prophets, there are, there are words there for us to put and express together this feeling of, God, where are you? Because it's a very human feeling. And so the prophet expresses that for the people. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. You've turned away from us. Where are you, God? And then the prophet takes them on a little bit of a journey that is much like our journey through Advent. He first calls them to remember. But we do remember how you came to us before. We remember how you were present to us before. And we recount all of the ways that you have been faithful to us. And maybe that's a good practice for us too when we find ourselves feeling forsaken and lost to remember those ways and those times when we have felt God's presence, God's love. Maybe God didn't fix everything, but we knew that God held us and loved us and saw us in our pain. So we're called in this season to remember. Maybe it would be helpful for, for you to, to spend some time writing down the ways you've experienced God's faithfulness in the past in ways that we've experienced that together as a people. Remember. Then the prophet calls them to repent. Now we think of repentance as a word that comes up more in the season of Lent as we're getting ready for Easter, but it's it's an important practice in the season of Advent as well. 
to take a good long look at ourselves and see how perhaps we have wandered away from God. The prophet reminds the people that they weren't always faithful either. And like them, we we chase after other gods. We put trust in our own selves and our own power in the ways of the world. We're very self-sufficient. There are many other things we put before God in our lives. And maybe there are ways we have turned from God rather than God turning from us. So there's an invitation to repent. And if you've heard me talk about repentance, you've heard it before, that the word literally in the Greek means to turn. To repent does not mean to grovel and feel bad about ourselves, but it means to turn back into right relationship with God, to turn back to the one who sees us and loves us just as we are. So perhaps in this season of Advent, we might take some time for self-reflection and name and recognize the ways we have turned from God and put our trust in other things. Remember, the prophet says, repent, turn back to God, the prophet says. And then he says that word that is so hard for us, wait. Wait for the Lord. It's hard when you're standing in a city in rubble and you want God to tear open the heavens and come down and make everything right. It's hard when you're walking through a season of life, whether it's walking through a difficult diagnosis or the breakdown of a relationship or seeing the injustice all around us in our world or all of the things and the wars and the things that weigh on us. It is hard to wait. But the season of Advent reminds us that our waiting is not a giving up or a being passive. We are a people who wait with hope, who know and trust that God is coming, that God is already at work in the world, even if we don't yet have eyes to see it. And we are invited to be participating and preparing the way for the work of reconciliation and justice and healing and love that God is already doing. We wait in hope. We wait in trust. We wait and stand still, hearing the voice of God saying, hold on. I see you. Stay still. Don't be afraid. I'm coming. Thanks be to God.